Welcome to the Love Cars on the Grid podcast, your global motorsport roundup with me, Tiffany Dell and Paul Woodman. Welcome to episode 41 of Love Cars on the Grid, your global motorsport roundup. What are we talking about today, Tiff? It's a Christmas Christmas week, so not a great deal going on, um, but we got... It's- it's still got lots to talk about with the FIA with Formula One. Yeah, um, there's plenty going on there, and FIA as well in terms of uh, what else? FIA Rally Cross? Uh, not Rally Cross. Oh, Where's the Rally? Cross. I know I, I've got the hang- hangover haze slightly still from Christmas, <laughs> but my brain is still alive. Yeah, really, the, the FIA is, is going through a very strange, uh, well, not strange, but odd period because we had this election that was going to happen anyway when we, you know, we got rid of. Um, the former Frenchman in charge, and then we got the new Slayer, um, Todd, of course. Um, but of course, as soon as he took over, which was always designated to be in December, he had the whole Hamilton thing in his face that Hamilton not turning up. He had that problem to sort out. Um, he's then found, I mean, both Ross Broad and Pat Simmons have said they're leaving in the middle of this next year, and they're the ones that have created this new car. That sort of worries me that, you know, Neither of them have to work anymore, to be honest. They're both very successful designers. But it seems strange that they're going to walk out when they've created these babies. I'm worried about the new regulations, which we won't know until they're testing and racing. Um, so already, you know, we're going to have the silly flaps. You know, that's not going to go away, apparently, the wings, even though they're supposed to run closer. So Ross Broad's going, so is Pat Simmons. And then all of a sudden, his rally director, the equivalent of Massey in the rally world, Yves Maton, he quit. Um, now, so he's obviously not particularly happy with Slayam, who's just so Slayam's a rally man himself. And one of the first things he said, apart from saying we must punish Hamilton if you break rules, you're punished. That was his first thing to upset the Formula One people or please the Dutch Formula One people. And he then says, you know, we need more manufacturers in rallying. We've only got two and a half manufacturers in rallying at the moment, which is a bit of an insult for old Malcolm Wilson and his Ford back team, calling him half a manufacturer. Um, and he said, you know, we, we, he's done this road relevance. The FIA, they always had this, which Todd had that problem and, and everyone, Mosley brought it in, road relevance. Because they do a massive amount of work for the, you know, the manufacturer, the car manufacturers, not just motorsports at all. They're completely involved with um, the rules to build cars. So Salaam says we must have more manufacturers in. Well, this Maton bloke, he's been working on that for the last three years. Um, he's the one that's brought these new hybrid cars in to be more road relevant. So he's sort of thinking, well, I brought them all in. He's actually saying to me, you know, we're not going to get a new manufacturer until 2024 at the earliest. And Slayham sort of almost saying, well, you didn't do a good enough job. I think. So they so throw their toys gone. out of the pram, or is it the FIA yeah. with a bit of turmoil? Well, it's just, I think FIA had a bit of turmoil. I think, you know, Slayham's come in at a very awkward time. Um, so many of the new rally cars was hybrid regulations, which are fascinating. Um, but will they work or not? I mean, Malcolm Wilson at Ford said it, it kept Ford in going road relevant. They always love saying this road relevance keeps the manufacturers in. And who knows if it does or not? Um, so we got that going on. But we'll go on to the rally cars in a minute because we've got some news about the World Rally Championship. So there's now there's also a petition come out on Twitter now to get Massey sacked. <laughs> oh no! How many signatures are they up to? I don't know, but I can't believe he can stay. I mean, I think their argument would be there's no one better qualified, but I think he'll still be there. Don't they know who you are, Tiff? Don't they know how qualified you are? (laughs) Yeah, but it's going to be so awkward. If anything goes slightly wrong, he can't stay. I wouldn't have thought he did it. Credibility, whether you're a Lewis fan, a Max fan, just a motor racing fan, he 
cocked up grandly, oh. royally. Absolutely. He's, just, he's got to stand down. I mean, it's the biggest job in the world in terms of motorsport. He's got to stand down. He's got to do the right he just, thing. He suddenly start, he started using rules that suited him, but they were different to the rules that suited him in another race. Michael, you know, Michael, what are you doing? This is not right, Michael. <laughs> but he's he's apologised. He said we mustn't be allowed to shout at the race director anymore, which I agree with. I don't think the public needs that uh, radio. Um, because Nicholas... I, I was just going to say exactly the same thing as you. So Michael Massey, there's a petition to get rid of him on uh, online and also online. God, it's a horrible place sometimes. Nicholas Latifi's yeah. doing death threats online. What's it all about? He didn't mean to crash. He didn't want to crash. He didn't want he to. He was racing. He's, he's racing. a racing driver. I mean, I don't think he's the greatest racing driver. <laughs> I know that he's in there because his dad owns the company. But nevertheless, he's a former champion and he's a very creditable racing driver. And you know, if only the 30 cars on the grid, having privateers like him is what made it strong in the older days, the 50s, 60s, 70s. You always have privateers. It's just a shame there are so few seats uh, on the Grand Prix grid, which sort of puts pressure on Latifi's and the, that Russian kid to <laughs> hogging seats. So, yeah, poor old Nicholas. I mean, he's a lovely guy. And he's a very worthy Grand Prix driver and he doesn't need death threats. But in fairness, oh. in fairness, the internet is, is some kind of, can be a very dark place well, because we get all yes. sorts of comments. As we well. do. Not, on, not yeah. on here, by the way. We get lovely comments on here. Thank you very much. But on the main <laughs> channel, the Love Cars channel, oh, they, they, but, no. but we laugh about it. And if I was getting paid a million quid a week or whatever these sportsmen are getting paid, I would laugh even harder because. Oh no. But but you've got to have a laugh because typically the people that are trolling you online. Uh, typically, they've probably got some issues. It's fair to say. Not they're just the general. <laughs> that's a generalisation. I admit. I've got a couple of stats for you, Tiff. I know oh. you're stats. Formula One. So uh, we've had a couple of uh, negative things about Formula One. Here's a really lovely stat. In 2005 and 2021, do you know a 24-year-old driver won his first title, beating a 36-year-old seven-time champion? You did a crofty on me now. You know that you just, you, you just, you've got that to upset me, haven't you? You Alonso know that Crofty's statistics drive me mad. <laughs> beat Schumacher for the first time ever to become world champion, seven-time world champion. And, of course, last year, uh, Max Verstappen, or this year, sorry, Max Verstappen beat Lewis Hamilton. I thought that was quite a nice one. Okay, you didn't like that one. I've got a better one. I've got a really, really good one. Who is this got... a Christmas quiz? Is this like a Christmas quiz you're doing? To Christmas quiz. Who got the most blue flags in the 2021 season? There's well, only one, but surely the Russian book. The exactly, massive band. Nikita, Nikita massive band, two hundred and thirty-four. Um, and out of okay, okay, we'll, we'll sort of narrow it. <laughs> Mazepan, Schumacher, the, the Schumacher, one hundred sixty-six. But then, out of Bottas and Perez, who got the most blue flags? Here's a here's a question for you. Most blue flags being lapped. Most lap. blue flags. So being lapped, Bottas. So Lewis and Max were the only two that never That's got to be flags. Bottas, isn't it? Yeah, but eight versus five. Bottas, eight. Perez, five. Okay. Yeah. Hey, lovely stats by F1 <laughs> someone or other, but I thought they were quite quite good. There's loads of stats on their Instagram page, by the way, so uh, check, check them out sometime. So, um, anyway, keep an, eye, keep an eye on the FIA news. See yeah. what's happening with the FIA. Anyone yeah. knows what's happening in the FIA, let us know. Any insiders there? We likely know, I mean, like the government, all these little sneak stories leak, leaked from the FIA. That's what we need. We need someone inside the FIA to leak things to us. Um, but anyway, World Rally Championship coming up with the new hybrid cars. And there's quite exciting news that Sebastian Loeb's going to do it for Ford for Malcolm Wilson's got to be. Only is one off, maybe two off, three off. Uh, so we've got Sebastian Loeb coming back with the Ford. It's the Puma now. They've changed the no more Fiestas. That's Monte Carlo, isn't it? 
yeah, 23rd of February, January. So it's quite exciting because I'm interested to how all these new hybrid cars. We've got Craig Breen, of course, with Sebastian and Gus Greensmith in the Ford. So it's quite exciting news for Ford to have Sebastian Loeb in your team. Yeah, but these new cars, I mean, it's intriguing because you've got this 100 horsepower boost from the hybrid element. And you sort of apparently you charge it up at every service station. So you leave a service station full. Uh, you do get some regen from braking, like the Formula One cars. And you've got this boost button. But I mean, these rally drivers, I mean, it's a hectic world with the world, the speed they're going through these pace notes and everything else. I presume they have to sort of pace note when to hit the boost button. When, <laughs> when the navigator, the co-driver knows the straight end, it'll be K right over one, tightens into left over crest, boost, boost. Um, and they'll get 100 horsepower. But the sort of thoughts they're going to go through town centres on electric only and the service station on electric only. But of course, while they're still all new, the thought, the idea that if, you know, the hybrid stops working in a stage, then you come to a compulsory electric only zone and you have to retire. There's, there's a problem. If it doesn't work, it's not going to be simple technology, is it? Hybrid and boost buttons and everything else. Oh. They've got less suspension travel, so there's great wheels dropping. They've got simpler sort of shock absorbers and settings. They've got, oh, the best bit, they've got no flapping paddles, I think. It's, it's a pump. It's only a five-speed gearbox, which I quite like. In Formula One, I wish there's only five speeds because then it's that you know permanent gear changing as you turn into corners makes the whole thing too easy. So having to sort of know what gear you're going to get me in for a corner is quite interesting. Um, no clever active centre diff. So there's there's more complexity with the drivetrain, but more simplicity with the chassis. So I'm actually quite keen to see how it all works out. Um, and not only have we got Sebastian Lowe, because Sebastian Ogier is doing the Monte Carlo rally for Toyota, but Elford Evans is great rival who's not doing the whole season again. So we're going to have the two Sebs, the two eight times world champion and seven times world champion, it was eight and nine, I can't remember which, going head to head in the, the Monte Carlo rally, new cars. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Well, I'm glad you are. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> wow. It's nice to see Seb Lowe back, that's for sure. Sebastian Lowe back, that's uh, good news. Um, can we move on? Also, to... Yeah, hybrid's also a BTCC news. And that is quite exciting. Well, there is some news of BTCC as well, isn't there? With uh, yeah. the super team, this new team. Yeah, with the, with the NAP, with the American. Because, I mean, the trouble with um, touring cars, the main BTCC, the drivers aren't all being employed to drive. You know, back in the 90s, when I was in this amazing super touring, you know, every manufacturer was paying two drivers, sort of 200 grand, 100 grand a year. Um, and it was a wonderful time for professional drivers to earn a living in touring cars. BTCC doesn't have that yet. Um, there's a couple of manufacturer drivers paid to be in the teams, but otherwise it's mainly drivers bringing sponsors and then taking a cut out of the sponsorship to pay themselves some money, calling themselves professional drivers, but in fact, you're almost paying yourself. Um, but the fact this new Napa, this amazing, it's American auto parts company, big in NASCAR since what, the 70s and 80s, because uh, the announcement Chase Elliott in the, in the team, the Chevrolet team in America, so it's been a big motorsport and they're moving into the UK. They're bringing their auto parts business into the UK and using BTCC as a platform to launch it. So that's fantastic news for BTCC. So one assumes that Ash Sutton is now going to get paid, a professional driver, uh, to come over to join, though he left the, the Infinity team. They brought Dan Kamish in as the other driver who got, lost his um, lost his Vauxhall drive, didn't he? Because he didn't have any money to, to keep in the seat. He did Porsches for a year. He'd been champion of Porsche before he won the Porsche championship. So he's back in BTCC. So you've got a real heavy hitting, two very good drivers in this Ford team, my motor base. 
So, and I think, you know, that's what BTCC needs. So what, what happens to it Jake needs Hill? Where, big where, does, where does Jake well, Hill yeah, go? Well, yeah, that's all gone quiet. Because um, Infinity seat's been taken by someone, again, with a budget, um, a good driver, but Dexter Patterson has taken that seat. So, so Jake can't go there. Um, there's rumours that he has got a top team seat lined up. So Toyota, maybe, I don't know where he might go. So that's interesting. But yeah, we'll keep you posted on BTCC gossip. But I think that's fantastic for the for the series. But of course, be- they've got they've got their hybrids coming. Uh, so again, that might not be so fantastic. Whilst they sort out all the little problems, there'll be niggles and some drivers' boost buttons not going to work <laughs> in the middle of a race. And Jason Plater bring all the stats up. He loves it. He's, my boost button doesn't give as much boost as other boost buttons do. I can see him doing all that. But... He's got more driver excuses than me, that boy. <laughs> yes, he's lovely. But that's going to be so, one hell of a dream team, isn't it? The, the Napa team. Uh, the, yeah. Very, very, giving it, uh, very good. So more sponsors to pay drivers to get the best drivers is what the series needs. So we, can we get a sponsor? Can't we get a sponsor for our channel? We must be able to get a sponsor. You must know some people. It's your job. That's your job. I don't know. I couldn't get so I was used to seeing sponsors all my life. Napa. We've we we got we got this lovely channel. We got a couple of nice people. Yes. We got a podcast yeah. and a main channel, yeah. and we're doing a TV show. So think all over the helmets and yes, get on onto motorbase. On Give motorbase a call. Yeah. Don't go direct. Always hate people going behind people's backs for sponsorship. Motorbase have landed the deal. Go to motorbase, knock on their door. Would you like a social media platform um, with a former touring car driver? Formula One. Anyway, <laughs> so good news for touring cars. I'm excited about all this stuff. Um, hybrids coming in, see how it all works. Um, they won't look any different to the public, of course. You won't know they've got... You won't know when they're pressing the button unless a big, big light comes. I probably need a big light on the roof, don't you? I've got my no, button on. No, nothing like I that. You're, now you're getting gimmicky. Um, in terms of live racing, there's not much, but there is Dakar, which... Uh, yes. Yeah. Dakar. Is, I love Dakar. Always kicks us in. January the 1st. So it's only this weekend, Saturday, you get the lovely... Um, uh, I'm changing my page. The lovely Carton Kirby on Eurosport. And I love... He's, he's more of a cycling man. He occasionally does Le Mans, and he's a bit out of his depth. because he does. He's not a big car historian. But Carton sits in a studio somewhere each night before he gets fed a programme, you know, talk over these pictures and he just he's got this lovely laid back and he talks about a scene and he's got all the news and so i love this listed to carlton every night with eurosport news they have that dakar hero section where people take their own videos and bring them in and i just love the dakar the sad thing is it's not a big british thing um we, we've got hardly any interest at all in there and obviously we do buy ourselves program to british things thanks much for stappen fans for reminding me that <laughs> so there are, like, I've got stats for you, right? This is your Christmas quiz, right? There are nearly 500 vehicles, bikes, trucks, classics, buggies, tri-bikes. And of those 500, about 1,000 people are in them or on them because <laughs> there's three in the trucks, two in the cars, obviously one on a bike, one on a quad. So out of the 500 vehicles and nearly 1,000 human beings, how many are British? 42. 10. Wow. I know. So I'm going to, I'm going to a roll call here. So get watching Eurosport, get watching, listen to Carlton Kirby's. We do have one serious compare, well, a couple of serious winners maybe in the bikes. We've actually got four bike riders, but Sam Sunderland, who won it three or four years ago. So we've got real interest in the bike. Sam could win it again. 
Uh, there's three guys further. I don't think they're potential winners, so, but a good shout-out for Simon Hewitt, David Mabs, and David McBride. Brave men. And when you see those Dakar heroes, you see them, it's dark, you know, the professionals have finished in the daylight, they're in the campsite already, and then these amateurs out there, because there is a class where you have to service your own bike, and you see them doing 10 yards in soft sand and falling over, exhausted, lifting it up again, and 10 yards, and I wonder how they ever get to finish some of them when you see them stuck, digging these vehicles out of the sand. It's just incredible stuff. Uh, in the cars, we have but um, only one well, one competitive, two, what have we got in the cars? Three in the cars, three in total. Our best chance is the co-driver. Michael Orr is a co-driver for the uh, Saudi guy, Yassid Al-Raji, in one of the Toyotas. So we might have a, a front runner in Michael Orr as a co-driver. But the only car, the only all-British team with British drivers is a bowler. Big flag waving now for Andrew Wicklow and Quinn Evans. They're in the bowler. It's the only all-British car and drivers. And if you want to see the bowler, go to our Love Cars YouTube channel, the main one, because uh, there's a good video. Ben Collins is the, um, the previous stick. Uh, taking the a bowler. Yeah, around a little... Quad bikes. We've got no British drivers in quad bikes. In the trucks, we've only got Simon Stubbs. Simon Stubbs, you're our only person sitting in one of the, one of the how many trucks is it? 500, no, 58 trucks. And in the classics, we've got one classic car, one British entry with Richard Watts and Nicholas Shackleton. So that's it. So follow our 10 Brits. Watch it every night. It is one. Of course, out front, you know, it's been a fantastic on Carlos site. Sebastian Loeb's doing it. So he's doing the two weeks of Dakar from the 1st to the 14th of January. And then he's in the Monte Carlo Rally on the 23rd of January, isn't it? So it's got a busy month, hasn't he, wow. Sebastian Lowe? Good, good, good for them. I, I so love the, watching. I think it's a great start to the year. The scene and the shots they have. I mean, of course, it's not in Dakar anymore. It's in Saudi, but that's another matter. But the sand dunes are the same. They could be anywhere in the world. I, I just think it's an incredible adventure, which I would never... Don't start doing a Love Cars campaign. There's no way, no way I would do that Dakar. I mean, 10 hours a day for... 13 days getting sand in your sand, sandwiches oh. yeah sand yeah. everywhere sand in every single orifice and on that note i think uh <laughs> we'll look forward to rejoining next week with a bit less sand next year rejoining oh, yeah, next, next year, year. Very good. happy new the, year everyone that's a proper dad joke isn't it yeah. see you next year <laughs> cheers guys cheers <laughs>